They're here. That microphone is actually built on an Indian burial ground. That's the uh they just moved. <laughs> they just moved the mic stands. They didn't move the microphones. Oh, you see, I only know this movie through parodies of this movie. This podcast is clear. What? That's she says that she doesn't say podcast. Zelda Rubenstein. Yeah, she says this house is clear. What's clear? Like clear. She has a. Is that from the end of the movie? No, I don't know when it's from. I know mostly know it from Ace Ventura saying it. So, like me, you only know this movie through parodies. Uh, Scary movie. I know The Simpsons redid yep. it. Mm-hmm. Is this where the house actually talks and says "Get out"? I get out. That's what happened on The Simpsons. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember. And Marge goes, "Hold on, I want to do my Marge." What in the world was that? And Homer that was says, really good. "Thank you." And Homer says, eh, "Probably just the house settling." <laughs> just jokes from another thing. Yeah, we well, don't have to do our own jokes. We got other jokes. Just pass those jokes off as our own. It's the internet. What could go wrong? Welcome to the internet. That's how. Uh, Name one law we're breaking. Copyright law. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Intellectual property. <laughs> My bad. I have a friend uh, who posts. Just quotes all the time, but does not even even they're not they're not they're just copied and pasted, right? Or even like into t- even Facebook? typed out, yeah, like into into let's just say a social network, yeah, it's Facebook, and um, but it doesn't even he doesn't even put like dash Sylvia Brown or whatever whoever fucking <laughs> said the stupid shit he's supposed. Be to. honest, it's Bob Marley, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like, what are you doing? Because. When you don't do that, I feel like, you, and he didn't doesn't put quotes around it. Like you're inherently saying, "I'm saying this." You might recognize the quote, and sure, that's fine. I can always say, "Oh, I didn't mean for you to take this yeah. as mine." But if you don't recognize the quote and you think it's me, I'm also cool with that. And then people are like, "Oh, that's so great!" Blah blah blah. Can I share this? And then he's like, uh, "So ma- so magnanimous." Like, yes, yes, uh, you can. I'd be honored. Ah, your friend, and I don't say this lightly, is the worst person on earth. Damon. Yeah. It's you. Oh, no. (laughs) I knew it sounded familiar. (laughs) So, welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from your childhood. I hope that all stays in, by the way. (laughs) And crush any lingering hopes you had that they were any good. I'm DJ. This is Damon. What's up, Damon? Hi, everyone. Well, I don't know why I said that. I was your mom. (laughs) Hi, everyone. What do you got here? Do you, you got want, some mics? You guys want snickerdoodles? <laughs> I've got some Sunny D and some uh, ginger snaps outside if you want them. Ooh, that is the worst combo. Mom, that sucks. Get out. <laughs> Those are both on their own fine, but I don't know why you... Can we really be honest on the Sunny D? It's pretty gross. It's like if a future, like a dystopian like generation that was like born in space was like... This is our closest approximation to what an orange tasted like on Earth. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? I remember as a kid, I tasted it and was like, ugh. What do you It's like an doing? orange pissed in here. You'd think with as much sugar as it has in it, it would find a way to be good, but it's, it's not really. Whoa. So today we are looking back on Steven Spielberg. I think he directed it. Did he not direct it? I know Steven he's Spielberg? associated with it in some way. He either produced it or directed it. What are you talking about? The movie Poltergeist. I believe the famous theme from Poltergeist. It could be that I was whatever four when this came out, but this definitely brought the word Poltergeist into my lexicon for the first time. I think ever. I think they were like, let's find a good word for ghost. Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Scary blob. No, that sounds scary blob. Uh, Invisible specter. Mean guy. Uh, no, I don't like that. All great choices, but I really want it to be one word instead of invisible mean What about guy? sheet wearer? <laughs> Could be misconstrued. Um, Boo Man. Boo Man. Boo Man Group. Yeah. That was the original <laughs> the title. The Boo Man Group. Casper's Mean Brothers. Wow, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, I'm glad I helped with that. I was just going <laughs> to drink my coffee and let you suffer out there. Good. I was hoping for that I had would have some more inspiration on fake other words for ghosts, but I didn't. Do you know anyone who believes in ghosts? Do you wait? I actually, sorry, sorry. Do you believe in ghosts? <clears throat> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you? Let me tell you something about ghosts. This is what I love about it, is that everyone just expects you to sort of go along with it. They're like, oh yeah, one time I was in my bedroom and the picture frame moved. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, there's a spirit here. You, I'm like, well, let me get this straight. Your picture frame moved, and so obviously the next logical leap you've made is that someone who is dead <laughs> is in your room and moving your shit arbitrarily <laughs> so that you will know they're there? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I like that not only do I have to buy that there's a a spectral plane but b that someone's stuck in it and right. c there they still can involve themselves in the other the regular right. plane and then the non-spectral plane and then d how they choose to do that <laughs> is by moving your picture frame or opening your cover it's so, pretty much the equivalent of like your big brother like just holding his finger in front of your face and yeah. saying i'm not touching you <laughs> Is this annoying you? I just wanted to see if you had any Mrs. Dash. I don't need any more, but I just wanted to open all your cupboards and see. <laughs> I was just like, I was going through and I was like, what the hell is this family eating? That's the you biggest know? travesty about the afterworld is that the Mrs. Dash just goes right through your body. <laughs> just like the current world. Yeah. Uh, Take that, MSG. See you around. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just always... It's like, I, first off, I have to assume that there's an afterlife. And then... I, underneath that, I have to assume it's nothing, no religion ever has taught. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, you're just stuck here because, well, Casper thinks you have unfinished business. I'm like, who the fuck doesn't? Whoa. Wow. Who has everything all wrapped up? Well, I guess I'm just waiting for sweet death to come along because I got nothing else to do here. Gandhi. Wow. Oh. Wow. He no, really... I'm just kidding. He's right here. Oh, and he moved your picture frame. <laughs> I at anyway. least I, and part of part of the reason that I, I haven't gotten better stories is probably because I pretty much shut it down. Not not in the sense that I I try not to be an asshole even when people are saying stupid oh. things, but I don't yes and them. I don't ask any questions because I'm like I don't want to hear whatever you're about to say because it's going to be ridiculous. And it's just going to make me mad, and I'm either going to make you feel mad at me or make you feel stupid or. It's just not going to end well. So I usually just kind of like change the subject or something like that. I usually stay on the subject. Yeah, but you're mean. I am mean about <laughs> it. And I will yes and, yes and, yes and. And then I will just like pounce. Right. Just like, so let me get this straight. That's when you know, like, if you don't want to get involved, like turn your chair around. <laughs> when I say, just let me get this straight. Because what that means is I have it straight. And I'm going to show you how I got it. <laughs> Let me show you how I got that straight. It's just so dumb. Well, in the is everyone a ghost? Like everyone on Earth now? Currently? I mean, is that the idea? The logic? Like everyone's a ghost? I mean, you, it beats me. We'll we'll have to Otherwise, take some call-ins. Like, we're probably stuck. We're stuffed. This whole room is stuffed with ghosts. Tell us your ghost stories. Your inner child is an idiot. Gmail dot com. I would love. I would love. To we'll have an this. entire ghost episode unrelated to watching anything <laughs> from our childhood. DJ, I would like to reiterate. DJ would love to hear them, and I would love <laughs> to hear them. Because now I'm interested. Because, and I think it's because you continue to ask questions, but. I never get even that far of like what actually happened that made them believe in goats. I get like, I've seen some things, man, and there's just no other explanation for it. And I'm like, there's no other explanation for it? I just, I think, and there's plenty of things in the world that I can't explain. Um, how my ceiling fan works, for an example. Um, <laughs> There's plenty of electricians like, uh, I oh. can come by. Exactly. It, just because I don't know doesn't mean that there's a mystical exa- uh, right. answer or an explanation for it. And I think that's all that 
any of that is, is our, you know, the humanity's way of trying to figure something out that they don't understand. But I'm always just blown away. I'm like, but they jump to it instantly. Right. You've been on this planet. You've seen how things generally are working around here. Yeah. Ghosts push my family. (laughs) There's just like four little ghosts. Yeah. Well, five in this example. Well, I just had pushing it around in a I circle. I had five hamsters growing up. So, oh, is that a coincidence? They're helping. Is that a coincidence? Wow, we need to harness ghost energy then. Yeah, like why are you just lollygagging? We could all be like out having some sweet tea. Not just. I mean, I don't want to. I want to do clean ghost energy. You know, not like pervy ghosts. Well, I was. <laughs> I was thinking. As opposed to something that would hurt the ghost environment. Now, I'm just going to say, I don't want any self-righteous ghost energy. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't right now. I get it. I get it. I just don't want to hear it. All right. Ghosts. <laughs> so preachy. So, uh, if it's uh, any surprise at this point, I've never seen Poltergeist. Poltergeist, I think this one's going to hold up, at least in... a the broadest sense because I I saw this at an age that was probably too young to see this. I'm not, you can probably figure out listener by the movies we're choosing for Halloween. There were not big scary movie guys. Like I'm certainly not. I not a fan. I don't like triggering my fight or flight. Yeah. Just sitting in a movie. theater. And I know that's, that's, I'm sure there's many people in our audience that are like, come on, that would be great. But, uh, it's just not really, uh, in my wheelhouse. It's not things I like. So this would definitely be, about as far as we're going to dip into that world. Um, and This and Teen Wolf. But, well, of course. Of course. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, like, uh, this is a movie that I probably saw too young uh, for the content. But it also was like, I feel like it's a pretty gentle horror movie. Like, it's more of a thriller. It's a loving horror movie. It's just going to rub your back a little bit. But maybe I'm wrong. Scare you. Because I know that at some point a child gets sucked into a TV or another world through a TV. That's kind of crazy. Exactly. Having just watched Stranger Things over the summer, as many of us did, this this is definitely a big movie that they were referencing, at least for like that sort of uh, suspenseful, b- barely horror, but Christmas to- light t- telecommunication, type yeah, mm-hmm. horror. Yeah, I feel like this is very much of the same ilk. Um, what I can remember is that they move into a new house, question mark, and this family moves in, and now, was some the house, creepy things start to happen. Was the house built on not dead people? See, later they find out there was an Indian burial ground, a Native American burial ground. Burial, burial ground. <laughs> you got really Gandhi, you got Indira Gandhi. No, 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 no. There was Mola Ram from Temple of Doom. Native American <sighs> burial ground. And they moved it. So they, I, they knew that it had been there before, but what they found out, they just moved the headstones. They didn't move the bodies. Do Native Americans use headstones? In this movie? <laughs> yes. All right. Looking forward to it. And then we get, um, what's the actress's name? Zelda? Zelda Rubenstein. Triforce. Um, <laughs> Zelda she- <laughs> Triforce Fitzgerald. <laughs> she... Uh, comes in, she's basically an exorcist, comes in to clear the house. That's really all I remember. And then they get at... Uh, Coach is there. Coach, There's yeah, a clown doll of some kind. As yeah. Scary Movie uh, taught me, it will anally penetrate you forcibly for comedic effect. Hilarious. Because <laughs> of the rape? Get it? We, you know, we just can't laugh at anything anymore, Damon. Oh, you white guys are ruining it. <laughs> All you white... Uh, We just can't laugh anymore. I just can't go outside dressed as a racial stereotype without people getting on my back all the time. It's really pissing me off. I feel super oppressed right now. I bet you do. As a 18 to (laughs) 35-year-old white American... Cisgendered, able-bodied, middle-class... Slightly overweight... (laughs) Male, it's it's been real tough for me, and uh, I think the road is only going to get uh, easier from here. DJ, thank you for sharing your story. You are so brave. Thank you. <laughs> so, Coach is there, and then that woman yeah. who's in a lot of '80s movies, but now I can't remember her name. She plays uh, Mrs. Coach. 
Shelley Duvall? No, that's 70s movies. Ah. But we'll find out <laughs> going forward. And then, the, uh, yeah, and I don't remember the rest. I have a feeling that this movie holds up pretty well, but I think um, sometimes with a lot of these type of scary movies, mm-hmm. it falls apart in the climax because it turns into this big special effects right. romp, and I feel like that will age poorly. Yeah, there. if I recall, there's a little bit of that when they kind of go save the little girl. Save Zelda? Like, no, no, no. From the, level, from the, Death Mountain? No, no, no. No? The Gorons are there to help us. <laughs> They're friends. Um, but I don't know, because I, I know there's going to be some special effects, but I don't remember this being a, an especially heavy special effects movie, but okay, we'll find out. We're about to watch Poltergeist. Uh, we can watch along with us. Um, it's on Amazon right now for the bargain basement price of 99 cents. So just to gather up to what rent. you have in your couch, cushions, and then realize that there's no way for you to give those coins to Throw Amazon. them at your TV. That's not how that works. Um, if you have any sort of DVD player, just stick them right in there. Yeah, it should be fine. That should be good. Or like a, an outlet, that'll yep. get through the internet. So that's a good way to put those dimes mostly. You'll just want to yeah. use dimes. Mm-hmm. If right. they're not going in, here's a pro tip. Use a fork. Yeah, just push harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we are back. We have watched Poltergeist, which was a little scarier than I remember. And a little less scary than I expected. Well, there you go. Aren't we just a pair? <laughs> what a pair we make. By the way, Joe Beth Williams was the name I was searching for in the yep. first part of the show. Joe Beth Williams. As to be expected, we got many things wrong. From- <laughs> That's my favorite part. We were so wrong. Uh, would you like, before we get into the details, to do a turbo recap? Ooh, yes, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So this movie follows the Freelings... Yes. You got coach, you got Joe Beth, mm-hmm. you got uh, teenage, you got boy and girl. Yep. And uh, they're living in a house they've lived in for years. They yes. have not just moved nope. into it. I was wrong. As previously suggested. <laughs> and by suggested, I mean explicitly said. Yeah. Um, I said it maybe with a question mark implied, but we'll go to the tape. <laughs> uh, Craig T. Nelson, coach, uh, he CTN. works... Uh, as a developer or mm. a developer for a company that built the houses that they are living in. Mm-hmm. Um, developer slash realtor. He seemed like it was, was hard to say. Yeah. And I always hate when movies make those mistakes. I'm like, these are things that rich people, movie people have to experience as well as the rest of us. You yeah. know that the person who built your house probably isn't showing you the house. Yeah. Whatever. Um, they, uh, start to experience disturbances in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little girl, Carol Ann starts, uh, she seems to be having conversations with the static when yeah. the TV channels, uh, just to date the film a little bit, when the <laughs> TV networks go off the air for their broadcast day, she starts seemingly to converse with the, uh, now, when you Television say TV, static. that's tuberculosis. Oh, no, Is that's that- actually... <laughs> oh, it took me a minute. I guess. <laughs> that's television. Oh, okay. Uh, named after Two doc- words, television. Dr. Bernard Von Television, mm-hmm. who invented the device. Sure. Um, Heir to the television fortune. Anyway, th- <laughs> things really kick up a notch with the uh, disturbances when a yeah. tree tries to eat the boy and Carol Ann gets sucked into the netherworld. I'm sorry, just real quick. You said a tree tries to eat the a tree boy? tree tries to eat. Okay, like the ant okay. living outside their house starts <laughs> yeah. to eat the boy and Carol Ann gets sucked into the netherworld mm-hmm. uh, Beetlejuice style in the closet. Yeah. Um, and for the majority of the second act of the movie, she's in the, te- the only way he- they can converse to her is just shouting into the house and she converses through the television. Yeah. Or at least she sounds like she's on television. Craig T coach, he gets uh, three paranormal, paranormal investigators who are not Egon, Peter and Ray, nope. but instead some lady, Bill Gates and some guy I kept saying was looked like Chris Rock until you told me that seemed a little racist. <laughs> um, 
audience who (laughs) watch the movie first and particularly just the first shot you ever see him in anyway i'm not going to defend that any longer i'm a racist uh they come to investigate the house, and there are several... I mean, the ghosts are not shy, I have to give them credit for in this no, movie. It's not a Michigan J. Frog type situation. They're, they're just in. like, hey, we're here. And uh, that's the first time we hear the word a poltergeist, which is German for noisy ghost. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which they were. <laughs> which yeah, all due respect, poltergeist. It seemed a little Mr. more Geist, than... Mr. Geist, Mr. Geist. It seemed a little bit more than mischievous, but... Um, yeah, so they're moving shit around, just bopping and twirling, and uh, they're not shy about getting caught on camera, Yeah, which they are, and um, what happens while they're there? Oh, well, they're just bopping, worry, weave, and then a specter comes down the stairs. Yep. They catch um, it on camera. They get catch it on camera, and a bunch of watches. Which seems significant at the time, but in the rest of the movie, it doesn't really seem yeah. to matter. And a bunch of watches pop out of a portal in the middle of yeah. the living room. I guess there are clues as to why what, what's going on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Carol Ann is missing. Craig T. Nelson is not working. He yeah. talks to his CEO. Seems to be under the impression that he might be like thinking about jumping ship. Yep. Uh, he sees all the camera equipment when he comes to visit him, and is like, "Hey, seems like you got something what's going, going on here." Um, and he mentions that they're planning to install phase five of their neighborhood, uh, by moving a graveyard nearby and building all over that. And Craig T. Nelson says, that's sacrilegious, don't you think? He's like, whatevs. Uh, we've done it before. The CEO says whatevs. And he does mention that they, they did it before. Boom. Anywho. So then they hire Zelda's rubes, Zelda Rubenstein. She comes in, she's spunky i gotta give her that yeah um and she's a psychic she can converse with the dead and sort of figure out what's going on anyway she figures out a portal two type situation yeah where they can sort of stranger things the thing they can just shoot a rope tied to joe beth william shoot her into the afterlife yeah and she'll just drop through the portal in the living room a little gunkier but none the you worse would, for the wear yeah she was covered in vigo the carpathian slime when she came out the other yeah. end but otherwise fine she has carol ann in her arms Yay. hey i guess it all worked out roll credits right no no there's act four left <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a shakespearean play we've got two more acts yeah um Craig T. Nelson. I'm assuming he's going to go quit his job. Uh, he just said he had implying? to clean up a few things. I, I don't but he tells know. he's. I'm going to go tell my boss to go to hell, and if he doesn't listen to me, I'm going to give him directions. I'm gonna give him directions because they've been to the afterlife. So while he's away, uh, we learn that Joe Beth Williams has uh, some rogue like streaks in her hair, some gray mm. streaks from her horrible trauma she's been through. Yeah. Um, she puts the kids to bed. The boy is attacked by a clown doll, the creepy clown doll he has in his room. That really happened in this movie. Uh, And then the closet opens up to reveal some giant Freudian vagina trying to suck them into the afterlife. Yeah. Um, Joe Beth uh, catches them just in time, pulls them out. After all these bodies start popping up all over the house, these coffins Ah. open with, hello, just skeletons (laughs) Skeletons. coming out. Yeah. Coach gets home. He's like dropped off by the CEO, which is that, you know what? For all the, you know, complaint like about free okay. market capitalism, he's a real hands on type of guy. He, he seems to be really concerned about his, you know, workers. Uh, <laughs> the, and, and I was surprised that he gets to see all the coffins as well, the CEO. And that's when we learned that he just moved the headstones of the graveyard. He didn't actually move the bodies. Dun, dun, dun. Ba-na-ba. No mention of it being uh, Native American. In fact, he says this isn't an ancient <laughs> Indian right, exactly. burial ground at one he point. He does, yeah. I think that's a shining thing that I confused yeah, with sure. a I, I poltergeist as well. Uh, anyway, they escape the house. They drive off. The entire their their house gets sucked into implodes uh, into nothing. Yeah, they implodes into nothing, and uh, that's that. They end up staying at a Holiday Inn. This whole movie brought to you by Holiday Inn. <laughs> and Cheetos and Pizza And Pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah, that's a pretty decent recap. Uh, um, so what'd you like about the movie? Uh, it was Aside I mean, from the fact that you were peeing your pants the whole time. I gotta say, some really gratuitous use of clown. Um, <laughs> but 
I, I liked. I mean, Chekhov's it was clown. It was definitely watchable. You know, it was very watchable. You 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 are kind of curious as to what's happening next, especially. They really get into it really quick as far as like things you said kick it up a notch like that is uh it's like zero you, to a hundred like is, real quick like, they go from moving chairs to a to like maybe what one other thing what there's like one other yeah they start with thing. a circus stacking of chairs and then the next yeah. thing you know what a, a tree giant is tree tri- is, is grabbing a boy and yeah. i was like this has to be a dream sequence oh no he's really being eaten by a yeah tree. it really just went <laughs> really fast so um, but so it kind of sucks you in because definitely at that part where I, both of us were just kind of mouths agape, like what? <laughs> um, you guys start with this? So I mean, it was definitely watchable. I mean, my favorite part is Zelda Rubenstein for sure. Like, oh yeah, she was great. She was really good, and the her first line is, "Do y'all mind hanging back? <laughs> You're jamming my frequencies," <laughs> <laughs> which. I had never really, I didn't remember that line, and I'll be using that daily. (laughs) She was great, and she has a great reveal. I mean, um, the paranormal investigators, they originally hire the three, you know, the the head paranormal investigator, I can't stop saying that phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, I'm going to go, and I'm going to come back with help. Yeah. And uh, when she arrives back, you see they're sort of circling a, a hall in the in the uh, house and you see Craig T. Nelson, you see Joe Beth Williams and you see the lead paranormal investigator yeah. PI as it were. Um, <laughs> but you don't see Zelda right away. <laughs> yeah. Magnum PI paranormal investigator. Huh. Um, that shows a lot more interesting than I gave it. Yeah. Because first off it's ghosts. Second off it's Hawaiian ghosts. Higgins so was dead the whole time. <laughs> Only Magnum can see him. That's why no other character ever interacted yeah. with him. Don't uh-huh. check the tape on that. <laughs> um, so when Zelda, like, she turns the corner and you see her for the first time, uh, I mean, she's just like, you know, she's probably just over four feet tall. Just like four foot three um, or something. And, you know, she has this southern accent. She has a kind of squeaky voice, and she's just very confident. Um, she looks a bit like Kim Jong-un because she wears these aviator glasses. And she has her hair up in, like, a sort bouffant. of a beat. Yeah, yeah. bouffant. Style. So there were a few times when I was like, yeah. Well, actually, you pointed it out yeah. that she looked like Kim Jong il. I had to point it out. I had to pause the video and say, <laughs> she looks like And then once you said it, I couldn't unsee it. Um, I remember the uh, thunder, counting the thunder, or counting the time between lightning and thunder being a thing yeah. growing up. And I think I may have learned it from this movie because um, I used to be. Uh, when I was little, little, I used to be pretty scared of thunderstorms, uh, and I would do that. They're I just would. angels bowling. That's science. At some point, I got over it because I remember my, my parents and I used to sit in our garage, like faced, like you could open the garage and like we would sit in lawn chairs and just watch the storm. And I oh, think, like it faced west. Yeah, and it faced where the storms are coming from. And so I think that after we did that a couple of times, I wasn't afraid anymore. Cause I was yeah. like, this is actually really cool. But weather that, patterns are cool. Yeah. And that's how that's I became, what we call a front. That's how I became a meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you got to get to your gig. It's almost time oh, for the yeah. news. Well, you see, I'm going to be coming in from the West. <laughs> that's when so you're late of, yeah. for when a meteorologist <laughs> is late for the, well, I'm coming in from the West here. I'm just pushing through just the traffic a, here. The traffic front coming up from the <laughs> I do want to say one thing before we move to move away from Zelda Rubenstein. Not that yeah. we won't bring her up again. No, but uh, I think we both had a very similar reaction. Is that when she first appears, Craig T. Nelson's being king dick to her. He like he's just like, who is this lady? I don't believe a word she says. And to me, it's almost like the Santa Claus rule in Christmas movies, where yeah. everyone's like, this guy can't be Santa Claus, even though in the world of the movie, someone is delivering all these presents. That you didn't buy. Right, yeah. exactly. In Poltergeist, like, we've already crossed the threshold of... Your <laughs> daughter is lost in the netherworld. Your house is literally a gateway to hell. I'd- I don't think you get to be... A tree tried to eat your son, and you went out and pulled him out of it. Right. Treebeard tried to eat your kid. And he's like, what a bunch of malarkey. This is a line too far. I just can't do this. Psychics? No thank you. He's acting like we would in real life, but... 
it doesn't really make sense in this context. It's like he's acting like he's in... Like if he had started there... The beginning of the movie. If but Zelda had later. appeared on their doorstep at the first scene. Yeah. Understandable. Maybe there was a scene cut or something that... You mean an origin story for Zelda? That, yeah. Well, that would be great. I think that'll be probably the reboot of the Poltergeist uh, multiverse. Yeah. They'll start with Zelda Rubenstein's uh, origin story. Speaking of... Um, Zelda we- Rubenstein colon origins... And then the sequel be... Did you put a colon be, between her first and last I name? almost put Zelda <laughs> colon Rubenstein colon Origins. And then the sequel would just be The Zelda Rubenstein. I'm sorry, now I'm just picturing colon Origins, which <laughs> is like an evolution thing, I guess. Exactly. It used to be a place to keep your extra teeth before you, they grew in. <laughs> it used to just be a mesh sieve in your body, and your body would sort of just shake it around and let all the poop fall out of the bottom. <laughs> um, Any biologist would tell you that. Everyone. Um, there's also, I was a little worried when we first got into this because the we get a heavy dose of, ch- of child acting uh, from... The the adorable uh, uh, little girl. What's her name? Uh, Carol Ann he- Heather O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke. The late Heather, Heather yeah. O'Rourke. And then the little boy as well, Robbie, whatever his the actor's name. Uh, they he get, was actually playing himself. That was get, Robbie. <laughs> that was Robbie Freeling. <laughs> um, but they get a few lines, and they're kind of delivering them very earnestly. And I was like, oh, this could be a heavy watch but then the movie's uh, like we heard your complaints we're gonna eat these kids yeah so instead <laughs> here's a weird ghost hand um i was gonna i don't know if this this uh struck you but i thought this movie was a little bit character heavy i felt that there were several characters that i could either do without completely i could have done yeah. without the teenage daughter it seemed yeah. like the movie, in several instances, was going out of its way to be like, yeah, she's staying with some friends. Or she was just like, yeah. she barely, they would just poke their head into the daughter's room and say, get off the phone. And it was yeah. like, you don't have to have this character if you don't want her to be here. And even in the climax, she's not even at the house. Yeah. And when they're driving away, she just pops out of her friend's car who's dropping her off at the house and she just screams, what is happening? And they and just pull her into the car and drive away. I'm like, and apparently she took a DeLorean back from 1955. <laughs> she's dressed like she came from a sock hop and she has a hickey. She was doing the bunny hop. And- uh, yeah, but it, it is, yeah, it is, that's a good point. Cause she is not, adding anything for she that. doesn't and move the, the plot forward really and the very and maybe it's the other movies because i know there's two other poltergeist move, movies but in this movie no she died didn't she the, the actress, a, the died. actress yeah. died the same year this was released yeah uh r.i.p um but the, yeah the poltergeist really, curse the supposedly. yeah we'll get to that we'll will we do you have more information than i do it's just people dying all um, i got um <laughs> Which isn't really a curse um, because Damon, everyone dies. Um, there's more. Oh, here we go, Mister Wikipedia. Editor. Oh yeah, uh, no, there's not that much more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they could have just. I mean, the only time that it could, I could see that fleshing it out a bit more is at the very beginning. We do get like some character development scenes where the kids are all at the table and they kind of like like each other. They're, Surprisingly, get along. They're brothers and sisters, so they're like goofing around. They're throwing food at each other and they're being kind of like uh, playful, but they're. They're playful. They're not really that mean. Yeah. And uh, so you could see where they could have worked her in to the story somehow or just not had her. It was it was a bit weird. Yeah. And the, definitely the second the second tier ghost hunters, the, uh, uh, the yeah, two guys, was- uh, didn't really serve a lot of purpose. I mean, I understand maybe you needed an extra body there, but one of them even left after he had the experience where his face... Yeah, Bill Gates left when he melts, had his hallucination. And he like pulls the skin off of his own face, which is a, an, an iconic image from this movie, and it's gross. But It was pretty gross. Visceral. Um, but yeah, I feel like the, the paranormal... Well, like, why not just have them go to Zelda Rubenstein at the get-go and have her have assistance instead of having this one paranormal lady, and she's like, hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to get another paranormal lady yeah. who can help us even better. And she's just... Because I knew that Zelda Rubenstein was in this movie, but, you know, about an hour and ten minutes in, I oh, yeah. think I was like, wait, am I wrong? Am I confusing this with Teen Witch? Yeah, she, 75% of the movie, she's not in. Yeah. But she's still the MVP, so that tells you something. That's true. She's the Catherine O'Hara of this movie. Yeah, as 
as uh, happens with a lot of movies that we go back, we could have done some editing on this. We could have right. cut it back a little bit. But um, I, just, I just remember, it's rare, I mean, Roger Ebert called it the law of conservation of characters, like paying actors who have like substantial roles is expensive. So usually when they're there, they're there for a reason. Right. And I thought that was weird in this movie. And I'm like, there are sure a lot of flab in this movie. We just, yeah. we got a lot of characters we can add. We got a big cast budget. So yeah. just hire as many kids as you want. Have them have seven kids. Who cares? Who, who cares? Um, I thought it was also weird when Carol Ann is first sucked into the upside down, uh, she, the, the family doesn't, aside from Craig T. Nelson, who has got like rings under his eyes and everything. Yeah. And he's not showing Joe Beth Williams is just sort of like, well, we got to find that kid. I know she's in the house somewhere. I'm like, yeah, you're really cavalier about the fact that your kid is in another plane of existence. Yeah. I don't know if that was like, if that was intentional, like, or if it was just the sort of limitations of, uh. Her abilities, or or like why? Right, it might be that. I mean, I mean I'm not that familiar with can, Joe Beth. I mean, but. Me neither. And, I, and it could be. It's not like. Uh, I mean, I am. I'm a Craig T. Nelson supporter. Uh, super I, fan. I would call you a super fan. Yeah, I've got my. Poster. I remember when it's you right found here. out he was on the first season of Grace and Frankie. You would not stop screaming. Because I have my right behind me. I have my coach poster. Uh-huh. Coach season one. Coach season two. Coach season three. And then I've also got uh, Parenthood <laughs> over yeah, here. Yeah, that's the a series. Song. The series, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, the movie is rolled up and it's in my closet because once the series came out, I was like, I like this better. Oh, you got Craig T. Nelson now? Yeah, yeah thanks. No, Perfect. see you later, Steve Martin. Um, <laughs> I'll so, see you in hell, Jason Robard. Someone right. just perfected your role. <laughs> Fuck you, the late Jason Robards. Boy, insulting a lot of dead people today. What are they going to do? Curse me? <laughs> ah, there's a giant vagina in the recording session, sucking me into the upside down. Anyway, all I was saying was uh, Craig T. Nelson is is very good, but also like they made him up. They you know he had rings on his eyes. He was like dressed in his robe. He did, clearly didn't care because he, he was smoking. Like, like yeah, everyone who's stressed out does. And they didn't do any of that with her. She was kind of like more put together, and she was and joking around with the paranormal kind of, investigators. She was like a little bit upset. It was like she got in a car accident, but it was okay. Yeah. Like that's what the just level shaking of, up. Yeah, that's the level of distraught. Or distressed that she seems. I'm not to worried about the fact that I'm going to have to explain to our neighbors my child is missing. Yeah. Speaking of neighbors. Oh yeah, they're more flab. There's more character flab there. We do this whole setup uh, with the guy with beer at the very beginning. He's like trying to ride a bike, <laughs> and he's got like right. a 24 pack of beer. And yeah. Then I'm neighbor- assuming because of a DUI offense, he right. had to ride a bike. And some neighborhood kids, they they run their RC cars, their remote control uh-huh. cars, like right in front of him. Thank you for explaining. I thought it was he- <laughs> Royal Crown Cola. <laughs> they run on Royal Crown Cola. Richard Cross? I don't understand <laughs> what that means. Um, Richard and, Karn. And they... uh Yeah. And he falls off his bike and he spills like half the beer and then he like is carrying the beers and they're all like spurting out beer. Yeah. And they like brings them into a house. Is it the house? Is it the Yeah, it's the house? poltergeist house. And they're all like the guys are all around CTN and his friends are all watching football <laughs> and just beers just spraying and it was just really bizarre and I guess that was just to show like they're regular people I guess. But then he's also the developer of this fucking neighborhood. I'm like, why do you got such schlubby friends? And yeah. then he goes out to his next door neighbor. Uh, there's a somewhat funny scene. That's that same scene. Um, the football game keeps switching to Mr. Rogers. And he's like, yeah. hold on. I got the same receiver as my uh, neighbor. Yeah. And he goes across and the neighbor's like, my kids want to watch Mr. Rogers. Like, well, we're watching a football game over here. And they start, like, play fighting. And it's kind of like a funny scene. Yeah. And I was sort of expecting it to somewhat play into the plot later, even if it's just, like, the TV starts acting up and he assumes it's the neighbor. And right. it just turns out it's, you know, ghosts. Um, but it doesn't. And then there's a... Every scene with the neighbor is weird. Yeah. Later, they go over to ask... Um, essentially to ask if the neighbors have experienced anything weird at their house. But while they're there, they're being bitten by mosquitoes throughout the whole scene. And I couldn't figure out if that was like, it's supposed to be the, if the neighbor was being a smart ass and being like, no, I never been bitten by no mosquitoes over here. I guess it must be just use. 
Yeah. But, or if it was like ghost mosquitoes that yeah. are controlled by ghosts and only by Joe Beth Williams and coach. Um, and then, it was very confusing and it doesn't illuminate anything. It just sort of spins its wheels for a bit. And then later when in the climax, when Joe Beth Williams, <laughs> JB dubs is, uh, <laughs> You know, falling all over the place with the skeleton skeleton pool party. Yeah, um, she she gets the neighbor's attention to be like, "Help, help, help! I need help!" And they come over to him and his wife. They pull yet her a out new the, character yeah. being introduced in the last possible minute. Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Oh my god, what's happening in here?" And then they run away. And they see flashing lights inside. And they and the the wife says. Uh, the neighbor's wife says, like, your children or something like that. And then she's like, I've got to go get them. Come help me. And then she, like, tries to pull them. And they're like, nah. Yeah. And then she just goes inside, which is like, what the fuck? But it's also like, why did you involve these people in this scene? Including, yeah. hey, let's bring in another cast member we have yet to introduce with a yeah. speaking role into this scene. Instead of just bringing the established neighbor we already have. Not that I'm, like you know, the budget manager for a 30-year-old movie, I just want to say, I feel like you could have cut back somewhere. Yeah. Come on, Steve. Steven Spielberg. You could have saved a little. and Toby Hooper. Yeah. Director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this, and some others, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But otherwise, I was really pleased with it. I think there, there's surprisingly not a lot of special... Well, there are some big set pieces, yeah. but a lot of the movie is them standing in rooms talking yeah. to a character off screen. Right, yeah. And it's played for good. I mean, Steven Spielberg, I mean, of course, does a really good job with tension, I think, Yeah. Uh, in the climactic scenes. Um, and I was surprised by, you know, how into it I got. And I think the special effects, and I think it's sort of the luck of, you know choosing to do a movie about ghosts where I can't yeah. go, that doesn't look like a real ghost. Right, yeah. It was it was ghost the original Ghostbusters level of special effects. It was yeah. like the same like kind of like this is how you do ghosts at this time that you're making movies. Exactly. Like, including that ghost that gives Craig T. Nelson a blowjob, just like yeah. in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Although I mean we did get a almost that with uh at the end when uh, Oh that got weird. Joe Beth is uh attacked she, on the yeah, bed. Yeah, she's attacked on the bed. And they don't do anything explicit, but they do pull her shirt up and then they start kind of dragging her all over the room, which was actually a really cool uh special effects scene because right. She's just kind of dragged up the wall and on the ceiling and then back down the other wall. And, and Which they did with a rotating yeah, room with a like stationary camera. Yeah. And that Sugar Ray video. Yeah. Wait, Sugar Ray? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that one. Mm, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm thinking of Jamiroquai, though. Like, oh, no, no, no. But yeah, that, that was a similar thing where the floor was rotating. There for, for copyright. <laughs> um, good, good. That's how you know. Licensing. I'm also not sure what the purpose of the parents getting high scene was like they're like smoking weed in their bedroom and and i guess to just show that they were like got along and they were carefree they were cool or, parents man i, I thought it was a good scene i mean i i mean it's one of the first scenes so it's kind of a you know getting to know these people yeah scene while also the kids are being terrified by the you know, tree person living outside their door. I guess I'm used to... Why would you not dig up that tree? It's dead, one. Right, yeah. Why would you not... And it's, like, right by the house, so it's, it's right, dead. It's right by your new the pool minute you're you trying a, to... The minute you get a high wind, that thing's coming right into your house. Yeah, and that's probably what really happened. It didn't really grab him, it just... That kid's away. making it up. Um, Blaming the victim of tree violence. <laughs> no, I guess I'm, I'm used to... Maybe this is just playing into the... Uh, the, the movies that I've seen all like are trying to tell me when they show someone, they're trying to tell me something when they show, show me someone using drugs, even if it's just weed, like they're usually trying to make a point about that, those characters. Oh, right. Especially in 1982. Like usually you wouldn't just do that to be like, they are normal people who like each other and are hanging out. Usually if they're smoking weed on the bed, like they're trying to tell me, these are not that great of parents in the first place. Well, or something I, like that. but that I, didn't that didn't flesh out at all. So. No, I think it was I think it was the other way. I think it you know the they say the cultural decade is the goes from five to five. Nah. So you have to think of it more as seventy five rather than eighty five. I think in sure. eighty five they would have not had that weed scene in it. 
Gotcha. Because that's the just say no generation. That's when, you know. Okay. But in 82, I think they were just sort of like, hey, they're just like two adults of that time, people in their 30s who grew up in the 70s and late 60s. They'd be like, yeah, they smoke pot just like you. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Come on, hang out at the poltergeist house. We're at 1091 <laughs> Graveyard Way. <laughs> Come on down to a weird... Corp Circle. Weird Sludge Court. <laughs> weird... Ugh, the primordial ooze. Speaking of weird sludge, I feel like we have to talk about... I said Stranger Things was influenced by this. This is... Really close. Stranger Things is a remake of Poltergeist. (laughs) It's pretty close. No, I mean, uh, not being familiar with Poltergeist, there were several moments where I was like, oh, yeah, that's where the the rope scene was very much like Stranger Things. Um, Is there a television? Talking through electronics, there's It's more of a conceptual, like... Right. And I'm, I'm, I don't really mean that they ripped it off. And like, I, th- I feel like it's. I mean, enough. it was a very conscious homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that they were like, nobody will notice this. Like, Poltergeist was a huge <laughs> no movie. No one's ever seen Poltergeist before. And it takes, you know, the, the Stranger Things takes place in the 80s. It's clearly like intentional. But at the same time, I, I guess I didn't realize like how much they drew from it. It's, uh, it's like listening to, you know, uh, Eric Clapton or something and being like, then listening to old blues records. And you're like, oh. Oh, I, I get it now. I, I get it. Uh, I do say. I will say. I think that Stranger Things crossed a few lines um, where it starts to get like, "Do you have any ideas of your own?" Where like, uh, I saw a few kids in Poltergeist like riding on bikes, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Stranger on. Things!" Like, yeah, come up with your own thing. And then like, they could be riding surfboards. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, read a book. <laughs> read a book where they. Have different modes of transportation. They could be driving trains across the great American West. What else? What else? Uh, rollerblades? Yeah. They were around in the Come 80s. Come on. Zip lines? Surely we had that. Kids just zip lining across the street. <laughs> sure. Um, here's another question. The, the sort of revelation that there, were, there was a cemetery and they didn't move... The bodies. They just moved the headstones. They didn't yes, move. I do want to talk about this. I'm so glad you brought it up. They didn't move the bodies. They just moved the headstones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught that. They did. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but apparently that whole cemetery which they moved, which the other one that that uh, CTN and his boss were talking about was uh, a pretty large cemetery. This one was, I guess, only under their house. Well, no, that was. I was confused about that because in the final shot, as they're well, not the final shot, but as they're driving away from their house, coffins are shooting out of the ground in everyone's yard, like they're yeah. shooting out of the road. So it, the cemetery is all over, but only their house implodes into. I guess that's where the portal uh, a was. Single speck. Um, it's it's very weird, but yeah, I guess theirs was the entry point into the great unknown. Ghost logic, man. The other thing this that I loved, and this is also sort of falls into ghost logic, when Craig T. Nelson, by the way, his family is still trapped in the house, but Craig T. Nelson really wants to get a point across to his CEO yeah. where he's like, you just moved the headstones, you didn't move the bodies, or whatever he says. Um, my first thought was like, has this never happened before? <laughs> That we've built on top of a gravesite? I'm pretty without sure. Without coffins shooting up from the ground and everyone being tormented? Wouldn't we all be just like like dinosaur ghosts just like right, exactly. scaring us all Ah, the shit, here's another Tyrannosaurus in the house. <laughs> Fuck, get it out. No, I feel like we're all kind of relaxing on top of bones right now, right? We've got to be. There's a great episode of the... Uh, Ricky Gervais's show where called Carl Pilkington, he says, don't you ever think if... You know, maybe someone's died in this room. And Ricky Gervais makes a great point. He's like, someone's died everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> there have been billions of people on this planet. You are probably near where someone died. That doesn't make it some ghostly, you know, yeah. haunting place. Well, unless it does. <laughs> I still do the James Bond theme for some reason. Why not a dead James Bond? And it's a little more spooky. Do you all mind hanging back? You're jamming my frequencies. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about um, you know. Uh, so we seem to have overall liked this movie. If it's safe, yeah. To say. 
I I guess I didn't uh, like or dislike this movie enough to say uh, my inner child was an idiot, but uh, I think it was good. Good. I I would say my inner child was an idiot. Yeah. If I no wait, my inner child was not an idiot. If yeah. I were to like this movie, right? As a kid, you were right. Yeah. Good job. It's good. You know that you could. Um, you know, special effects. You could you could you know laugh at some of the hokiness of some of them, but. They they did a good job. It was uh, you know that's the Spielberg thing. He kind of does a good job with what he's got. You know, like mm-hmm. with the uh, Jaws. You know that whole thing, the whole legend of it was supposed to be this big thing with the the animatronics and then right. the shark. It never worked, and so they just kind of used they tried to superimpose like a goldfish. Right, that didn't work. Right, just have him really close to the camera while Roy Scheider is far away from the camera. And it looks it looks like, like he's big. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I, like I'm crushing your head right now. <laughs> Exactly. Um, the kids in the hall rule is what yep, they call it. Yep. Uh, it's a classic rule of perspective. <laughs> um, I have an artist. I'm surprised you didn't know D. that. D.W. Griffith could have told you that. That's the kids <laughs> in the hall rule. He also would have said horribly racist things while he was at it. Eh, meh. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, what do you think, everybody? You could email us at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. And please email us your ghost stories. We would love oh, please to talk do. about uh, Halloween's coming up. Maybe we'll have a special episode where we uh, read your... Uh, uh, now, DJ, we didn't uh, commit uh, to anything. Uh, I'm kind of really swamped, actually. Disease Com- coming up. We've got a lot of things coming on the pipe. Down the pipe. Round the bend. You can find on us. On the pike. On, on my plate. On our website, yourinnerchildisanidiot.com. You can find us at on Twitter at Y-I-C-I-A-I. You can find Damon on Twitter at Damon Xanth, X-A-N-T-H. You can find me on Twitter at DJ Phillips. You can find Damon's great webcomic, DrewfordComic.com. You can find... It's fine. It's a fine webcomic. Home to fine webcomics. Five out of ten. Um, you can <laughs> find my music. Six out of ten. Uh, DJPhillips.com. You can find us on iTunes. Please rate and review us on there. That'll help other people discover us, and then we can keep making these, and everything will be hunky-dory, and we definitely won't all be sucked into the netherworld. So... I guess Something to look forward to. I guess you want to just go over there right now and do that. Uh, of course, death comes for us all. Ooh, good point. So if you want to do that sooner rather than later. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Facebook and uh, probably some other things that I forgot to mention. So, other shit, yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is clean. <laughs> Which is what <laughs> But I, she was wrong. She was wrong. Also, I said clear. With a weird mm-hmm. accent, which she does have, but did not say that. She, she has a southern something. accent, rather like some vaguely Eastern some, European accent. No, it's not. I was doing a bad southern accent, but I was doing... Oh. I was doing like a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs>